needs women, angry red women. Mars needs women, angry red women. Mars needs women, angry red women. All corners of the globe to your ears. It's the Midnight Movie Cowboys. Sometimes informative, sometimes controversial, but always unpredictable. It's the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast with your hosts Hunter, John, and Stu. And now on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Midnight Movie Cowboys. I am Hunter Dusing, and joining me is Mr. Stuart Balk. Say hello, Stu. Hello, Stu with the flu. Thank Stu God for these things. The, whole... the flu stew. <sighs> I feel like crap. The stew with the woo flu. No. <laughs> um, and then in Colorado is Mr. John Grace. Say hello, John. Hello, everybody. And down in, in, in the middle of Hurricane, what is it, Hurricane Ike or something? Ian? Ian. Ian. Ian, Ian Hurricane <clears throat> Ian. Ian's always a jerk. Hurricane Rob, as yeah. you put it. Uh, Garo yeah, Nagosian is joining us once again. Hi, Garo. Yes, not even the hurricane can stop this episode. Not even the hurricane could stop this episode. Good Rob party. Zombie himself conjured it up yeah uh, <laughs> sorry my dog's being a you know what all right <clears throat> so uh this is the long-awaited monsters episode we've finally seen the movie we've been probably the most hotly anticipated film of the year uh rob zombies the monsters is this the most quickly is this the most um anticipated Rob Zombie film we've covered. Oh yeah, more than thirty one and Lord of we, Salem. We've we've brought it up like every episode since it was announced. Yeah, true. Like I mean, it's almost you know like Garrow when I posted I was about to watch it. Garrow said, "Are you ready to live in a post Rob Zombie world?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't think I am." I mean, this has been a, such a huge part of my life for you know, the past year or so uh, yeah. that I'm, you know, I was like, I, I'm kind of anxious to hit play. I kind of just want it to remain this idea that. And you bought it on Blu-ray, right? Own it. Oh, all, all new movie, all new movie. Guess you, what? Should, you should never have yeah. put that screenshot up of the menu. You fool. Oh, what I did that on purpose. I oh, know you did. <laughs> Stirring the pot. I knew. <laughs> like, there were so many comments. Wait, you bought it? <laughs> and I'd love for the for the elderly. This is an all-new movie right here. Mm. For you elderly people, for you olds that go to the video store. So I, I Okay, guys, I, I had an experience the other day. I was at a movie trading company, Stu. Mm-hmm. And I was in the classic movie aisle and there was this little old lady and she reaches 
at the at, towards the shelf and she pulls off i i this actually like touched me like i'm not kidding like i mm. i almost i wanted to like hug her and cry <laughs> she pulled off an andy hardy movie starring mickey <laughs> and she pulls out her phone and calls her husband and is like i have an andy hardy film here do you have this one it's andy hardy you know whatever i can't remember the movie and oh okay and she's with there with her i her daughter and, and she goes he's already got this one and i just wanted to go you you pressure i i just i just want i was like uh, <laughs> this is the lady love shopping for andy hardy <laughs> and then what's hunter bought her a zombie it's gonna be a zombie well, no. Because then Hunter you, bought her a copy of the Blu-ray. Because this of is the audience. And like, I, I'm is, sure, I'm sure your your husband doesn't have this. One. <laughs> because this is the audience. That's the audience. The all new movie sticker is for. And it that couple now say, are heading for have divorce. Have you seen the Munsters? Have you seen? It should it? say on the sticker, "Not Mockingbird Lane." Thank God. Uh, Just yeah. as a warning. Just as a warning. Yeah. No, that that one, um, like, I had people like sniffing around asking me where to find. Where'd you find that? I, I want to watch that. Do you know what's Same funny? Here. Is is <laughs> it hit? It hit. It, it was put back on the torrent sites recently, like yeah. in every single format. The, which the I seventeenth, the seventeenth, yeah, hit. Yeah, and I'm just like, did did, did that, that episode? Did that like? make people like be like oh people want to see this again because if we yeah. if we if we were responsible i just want to say we're fucking sorry you yeah, know I, I don't i don't you know i don't want people to uh it it you know i'm gonna say it is still the worst monsters iteration mm -hmm. that there uh -uh, is uh -uh, rob zombie uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. oh we'll no, get no. to that we'll get to that <laughs> and i'm not talking about mockingbird lane either oh no i'm not mm. I said right. Mockingbird Lane. Uh, yeah, that doesn't but, exist. I mean, seriously, that just that doesn't exist. That's it's it's it it is truly made for nobody. Hmm. Like Munsters fans. Oh no! Please, Garrett, don't say it. I haven't got time to edit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have time to edit this thing at all. It's made for pedos. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. So. It is a pedo fan. You're not joking. Yeah. You're not joking. Every Nambla is. member is responsible for any 10 it has on IDMD, IMDb. Yeah. Any good reviews are coming from highly suspicious individuals. For the mm. They have uh, pen names like Boy Lover 13, you know. <laughs> like Sorry, Kevin Spacey <laughs> actually has a copy of it on uh, DVD. <laughs> in Please, can we he's move got, on? He's got several. He has them in the guest room. <laughs> Please right. move right. on. Please move on. <laughs> all right. All right. So Rob Zombie's The Monsters. We've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let let's let our guest go first. Garrow is here. Sorry, I keep I keep reaching for my dog. He's uh he's being funny. Um uh Garrow, what did what did you think of The Monsters? Okay. I think it's Rob Zombie's best movie. And I didn't like it. But I think it's his best movie. Excuse me. Um, 
I thought for most of the running time, you know how that porno monsters movie is called This Ain't the Monsters? I thought that should have been the title for this movie for most of the running time. Because I actually, yeah, because I was like, I thought Rob Zombie actually understood the monsters. And it's obviously he didn't. In fact, this is this movie's probably most like his version of Halloween. Because it's like whatever the fuck he wants to do for most of the movie. And then at the end, you get kind of like what the movie should have been. I agree. Um, that's, and, that's true. Yeah. That's true. The, the, the final act is the best part of the film. Part yep. of the movie, yeah. Um, it's when it actually starts to like actually become the monsters. Um, and, and like, I also felt like the car, some of the characters weren't really characters like George Garcia. Um, like he's written to be whatever the scene needs him to be. Like he starts off being stupid and then it's like, okay, you're not stupid anymore. You're just like a Hollywood guy, the manager and stuff like that. Yeah, and just like, like Elvis, you know. Yeah. And it's, there's no consistency to the character whatsoever. Um, it seemed like Rob Zombie was writing um, Herman Munster to be him for like most of the movie um, because he, he, he's a failed comedian and then he's all of a sudden a rock star out of nowhere. Um so I'm like, oh, he's Rob Zombie's just projecting himself onto Herman Munster. Um, and then I felt like, you know, he this movie had like a real disdain for the working class because the Munsters <laughs> were like a working class family. And at the point where you're like, okay, he's actually going to bring it back, the Munsters back to the, its working class roots. He's like, no, fuck you. Fuck you, working class. It's all about get rich and be famous. Fuck you. Yeah. Worst worst ending I've seen in years. I sat there going, huh? What's the point of that? Yeah. But John, still what did you think? Movie. Uh, it's um, the uh, first 75 minutes or so are pretty bad because it commits that same problem that I think the uh, the first, most of the Batman movies, except for the Nolan ones, and I guess the recent one, uh, had this problem where you're taking characters who are supposed to stand out from normality, like everybody is ordinary except them. And it starts out with an hour in a Transylvania that is just nothing but monsters and eccentric people. Yeah, it takes place in Monster World at the beginning, and it's, it's right. And then you have the the Munsters cast doing uh, double roles as these newscasters and comedians, like like they're these seventies Jewish Catskills type characters. Do, do you know really... why that happened? Do you know why, why is that, that happened? That was not planned. Mm -hmm. Rob Zombie said that that happened because. Um, he said that it was insanely expensive to bring in actors from America to Hungary because they had to quarantine for two right. weeks. Okay. And so he said that, uh, okay, I, I had, you know, this core cast from America and I'm going to bring them in to Hungary. And he goes, but he goes, I can't bring in more people because it's too expensive. And then he said, uh, I know I'll cast out of London and you know, this is at the height of COVID and he said he couldn't get anybody in London to work. 
he said everybody was too COVID scared. Like he sounded really pissed about it. He goes, yeah. he goes, he goes, I couldn't get anybody to, to do the movie. And he goes, so I just went, okay, Richard, you're going to play count Orlock. Uh, Dan Roebuck's going to play the, the, the Jewish talk show host, <laughs> you know, He's going to have, uh, you know, uh, what's the dude who plays Herman's name? Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips. John Phillips. Jeff Daniel Phillips. He's going to play Shecky, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, mm. the, the, the failed committee. He said that uh, and he's going to have Sherry Moon Zombie play the, the, the TV host. He said a lot of that was just out of, you know, we need um, desperation because of, it was because of COVID, you know, mm. is why he said that happened um it wasn't intentional so sylvester mccoy and katherine shell are apparently the bravest actors in england yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> sylvester mccoy yeah and he said that uh sylvester uh he goes you know the guy's 80 years old and with the long shooting days he goes he never complained but boy you could tell that it it wore him out yeah yeah he said he goes that he was like that guy was a trooper but he goes, boy, you know, you could really, you could really feel the long hours were wearing on him. He was like, but he was a professional. He never, he never complained. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, blank. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's like, it's pretty bad for like that 70 minutes. Then when they go to Hollywood, I thought, well, it's finally becoming the movie I want it to be. And mm -hmm. he seemed more comfortable duplicating the TV show in color. Like suddenly the movie has this sense, everything kind of calms down, and he 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 seems like he he likes actually doing this part, and except for yeah. that ending where he just completely punks out and shows that he doesn't like Garrow said he doesn't understand the the purpose of the show or who it's really made for. But that that final act, except for the ending, was actually perfectly watchable. I was surprised. Now, my son had tapped out of this thing 35 minutes, about 35 minutes <laughs> into it. Oh, I, I had friends posting was, that they gave up half an hour in. <laughs> yeah, I was asking, I was asking, I was like, you can stick it out and see how much you can deal with or whatever. And he says, no, dad, this is 115% cringe. I can't deal with it. <laughs> it it's just, that was it. That was, that's his review. And, um, but that, that final act was not that bad. I was like, it's finally becoming what, he probably should have been making the whole time. It's like the movie should have started with this and just kind of settled them into Hollywood or LA. We don't really need to know the background of these characters. And, no, and, uh, it, and it contradicts the continuity of the original series, which I think they'd been together for a hundred years or 150 years. And yeah. They, well, in the, the time period it, at the beginning, it feels like it's in the 1800s. Yeah. But then it, it kind of feels like it's in the 60s and then it's the 70s. It's, you know, it's so it's very, off. It's so again, off. Again, Rob Zombie said he did that on purpose. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. He's just like, yeah, he just, he goes, ah, I didn't want the time period to be anything you could really nail down, you know. But um, uh, I listened to the director commentary most of it. That's why I. <laughs> so we've got Count Orlock. So you're what, the one. <laughs> what's, yeah. What seems to be the, the 1800s. Well, the early 1900s, whatever. Well, and you have Richard Brake, like with the lantern and the, you know. And the, yeah, but then we're the singing Sonny and Sure songs and we're watching Woody Woodpecker in, in French. And I just sat there saying, what time Costello. period? What is this meant to be? And uh, when is this meant to be? 
when is this meant to be? And, uh, you know, uh, what was it? <laughs> Apparently the zombie with the, the wonderful piano fingers was one of the original Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> that they wanted to take his fingers because he's got great phalanges. But yeah, John, you said this is 110% correct. Your son said that. Yeah, 115%. Hmm. I got I got to say I really appreciated how the movie was just pure corniness. The show isn't really like that. Okay? The no. show actually has gags that are funny that are planned out. This has a little bit, but it is a lot of cornball stuff. But I kind of liked how it committed to it and it wasn't like that there was it was a comedy that wasn't uh it was just what it was it wasn't subversive it didn't have any um it didn't have anything uh funny <laughs> no it did i i disagree it had some moments it it is it does have funny stuff in it it has stuff that's like cringe but it's almost like cr so cringe it's fun like i don't know it just it just it just was uh it wasn't I, I i kind of appreciated that about it <laughs> did you like did you note the jokes he made towards uh brian singer wait what no. two jokes no they're, they're not no they're not there's one where he makes a reference to a lord who's obviously a pedophile and then he says the it mentions something about his pool boy oh wow what? i didn't remember that yeah no. what scene is that it's um john it's, saw the rough cut <laughs> Sylvester McCoy, uh, I think it's Igor talking to Grandpa. It's before they leave for, but it's a, it's a, it's a sort of hidden joke. They talk about a oh Lord yeah yeah, I kind of remember now. Lord. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. it's it's not screaming at you. He he just kind of it's probably the yeah, one I subversive totally joke that. in the whole thing. Yeah, I it was totally the one subversive that. joke. Yeah, that and that's like the only one I caught. But um, you know it's. I, I think what was annoying me so much was Sherry Moon Zombie, the way she was, every time she delivered a line, she was holding her hands. I guess she was trying to do a Yvonne DiCarlo impression, but she was overdoing it. And her her line reading was totally guided by holding her hands like this and speaking like this. And mm. it was really oh, like, wow. What am I? You, you got to yeah, bring your own thing into it, you know? Yeah, she didn't, she was, she was not, she wasn't good in it. She was like the weakest link. Because she was just yeah. an act, an act vacation. What does it call it? An act, ad, ad, advantageous. Advent yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the yeah, she, like she has like this accent that's like doesn't sound foreign, doesn't. And you know, Yvonne DiCarlo never had that. Um, yeah, she was because Yvonne DiCarlo was kind of loving and warm, and I guess Jerry Munzabi doesn't have those qualities, so she had to come up with like this, you know, thing that she did. And that was her whole acting was the kind of yeah she's like John said about uh, Sid Caesar she's kind of doing shtick a little bit mm -hmm. yeah you the know. one thing Mid as well that she, she had like a mid Atlantic accent and you know and she's doing the hands constantly she probably doesn't know what to you know uh, Jimmy Norton always complained that when he did acting roles he didn't know what to do with his hands that was the tough part of acting well that's that's something that uh, when you take acting classes uh, acting teachers will beat you up over what your hands like they'll go i remember doing a uh i remember in high school uh in my acting class when i do a monologue you know i walked out 
put my hands in my pockets. And the teacher would go, handcuffs. And I'd go, wait, what? You're handcuffing yourself. You you're, don't know what to do with your hands, so you're sticking them in your pockets. Don't do that. And I went, okay. Put them behind my back. And he goes, you're doing it sure again. Thing. You're doing it. <laughs> you're doing handcuffs. And I went, oh, wow. Okay. Like, the hand, the hands really are a difficult part of acting. Like it is, it is something that you're thinking about saying your lines, you're thinking about talking and the hands are like, okay, this is uh, something I don't want to be thinking about. So you put them somewhere where you won't have to think about them. So. Um, I don't know. I've done, I've done two movies and I never once thought about my hands. You're you're never. yeah. And that's because that's because you're very natural. You yeah, know, you know, like, I've, I've never thought about it. This a is the lot first of people, time I've heard of this. Yeah, no, you're very you're very natural with it. That's why you haven't struggled with it, because you probably would have watched your performance and gone, what the hell am I doing with my hands? Uh, but a I'm, lot of it's, it looked, is a it's a very common problem with amateur actors. Like <laughs> they, they start out, they they're doing stuff with their hands to try to not think about it because you get self-conscious, you know. Um, I've, but, uh, I've never thought once thought of my hands. That's because that. that's because you're you're that's because you're brilliant, Garo. You're just a thank genius. you. You're an auteur. <laughs> thank you. you. You are. You're an auteur filmmaker. And, <laughs> and I and, and while I was editing the movie, I'm never going. God damn that motherfucker! What are you doing with your hands? <laughs> never once. <laughs> Look at it with his hands. You know. Yeah. Now I want to go back and I want to rewatch my movie. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what I'm doing. Last I'm myself. Last night I watched about the first fifteen minutes of Dangerous People. Uh-huh. I popped it on. Just thought I'm just gonna pop it on. And there's one cut in there, Garo, I've got to take umbrage with with you. Mm-hmm. And it's when you and Zeus are both walking into the bar at the very start after the opening credits, uh-huh. and you bump into the girl. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was too quick by the time you hit her with your shoulder into her that she turned around to flip you off. Can I can I tell you that scene? That scene is two different te- two different shoots, and not only that, I was editing around. Vince shaved off his mustache for another role, mm-hmm. so I was editing around not no one seeing that he didn't have his mustache. So that scene has a lot of problems that I was mm. trying to 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 edit all together okay. so yeah if you if you caught like a problem there you know what it's, it's not it, going to detract from my enjoyment it's just i thought well that's really quick by the time you'd even touched her she's already gotten into a rage and said you know fuck you yeah. and flipped you off so yeah yeah and the whole reason I, w- I had to edit that so meticulously that and it had to be like that was because if i probably let it go a little faster you would have saw vince had no mustache okay and that's what it came down to. All right. And, and you know, Garrow, I was thinking one one reason that you might not encounter that problem as much on film is that film is very precise, uh, where you're you're doing shots where you do what's needed in the shot, whereas in theater you're on stage for a long time. <laughs> you you well, have to. Well, one of the things that I do on my movies is I do like long takes and we do like a little bit of improvisation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a take can go on for like, you know, five minutes and stuff. Oh, nice. So, I mean, nice. some of the stuff is, is very like, okay, we'll get your take, then we'll 
change and do yours. But yeah, it's it's not it's not as precise. I'm I don't work precise. I'm a little bit okay. messy. So um, yeah, because I like You're I think like you can get more fun. Work it out on the set. Yeah, you know? I think it could be more fun uh, if you let it be messy. Uh, but sometimes there's time constraints and you have to do things like very rigidly. But I try not to put myself in those situations and try to schedule stuff so I have more time with a scene and such. Yeah, right. and that that's one of those things digital allows for. Um, but uh, with the monsters, uh, there's an hour long making of documentary mm -hmm. this bad boy yeah oh yeah are there Watch deleted the... scenes no there's no deleted scenes there's just okay. um there's just uh making of doc that's fairly substantial uh you get makeup tests before covid pre-covid makeup tests mm -hmm. and then you get um so it feels like kind of a long process like they were clearly working on this thing before it was formally announced um mm but but it's kind of funny though it 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 doesn't go full lloyd kaufman because you know every like trauma movie making of has like lloyd being horrible to the crew and the crew all saying we hate lloyd kaufman but you do get a bit of rob being like an a-hole to people on the set it's it's pretty it's pretty I could, nice i could only imagine you know, anyway, and, and White Zombie is one of those bands that I've heard universally bad reviews from co-headliners touring with them. <laughs> like yeah. the Melvins going, oh, man, we toured with White Zombie and that sucked. Those guys were jerks. You know? Yeah. Anyway, only my thoughts on this. Yes, and, Stu. All right. So I have literally just gotten back from vacation away from with the family for a week. Got back yesterday. And um, I managed to watch two movies. Yeah. Here Come the Monsters and Monsters Scary Little Christmas. The Ooh. two made after Monsters Revenge, but before this one. And one of them I really enjoyed and one I did not. And it's worse than this one. So I thought, okay, the one that I thought it was worse, that was the worst, surely this can't be as bad. And... It's not. It's actually not bad. I don't I don't hate it and I don't love it either. There were some genuine moments in there that made me laugh. I really like the date with Count Orlock and Lily. You uh, know Count Orlock is actually based on um Rob and and Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> because really? they don't have any kids, they just show pictures of their pets. Yeah, they yeah. pet rats. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was funny, him showing his do you want to see my rats? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a headline later on that said Count Orlock killed by rats. So yeah. And I love the like Nosferatu disco the song that they Yeah, that's the one I posted. I mean, in context it's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But did not like Sherry Moon Zombies Lily. Really liked Daniel Roebuck as grandpa. I'll, I, I thought the Daniel count. He I like Daniel it. Roebuck. I thought I like Daniel Roebuck, but then I thought he was excellent when they stopped making him in, uh, you know, the kind of uh, the antagonist to Herman. Yeah, to yeah. Herman. And when they actually yeah, they made never him really, like a they didn't really group. commit. They didn't really commit to him being the villain. Uh, the trailer makes it look like he's the villain, and they kind of start going that way, but then they pull back, and it's like you know, like there's the whole plot with. Herman turning their place into a like giving their 
property over to the gypsies and um, and it's black and uh and uh lily's black werewolf brother mm. Lester. <laughs> yes and uh they and they they did but you know that didn't seem as big of a deal as they were kind of setting it up to be well nothing because nothing they... nothing really pays off in this movie like there's yeah. no real there's no real story there's no real payoff it's like they, if you try to tell someone the plot of this movie you can't like you guys actually asked me you said can you cut this movie down to 28 minutes and i said there's no and i watched the movie and i go i can't there's no fucking story yeah. no he got gotcha. zombie gotcha <laughs> there's no way to cut i tried to think about it how do you cut this down to 28 minutes and the best i could come up with was like taking the last part of the movie and cutting that down to 28 minutes but then it doesn't really have like a real story to it at all there's no ending there's no beginning it's just really just you know, the 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 big plot at the end is that they arrive in their neighborhood and it's halloween and they think it's it's a fun place to live i thought that was great i really enjoyed that part and and it's all normies and they're like ah you know i thought that but then again that when herman walked out the door to go to work it was like 1950s so yeah where are we yeah again it's the the world is it's a mix you know it's bulgaria <laughs> yeah. When you're making a movie. It the, like the, the one thing I thought this film probably had on set a lot of was rewrites. It just seemed like there was a lot of rewrites on this. And yeah, it, the, I don't think the, it was written. I think they just I, like, I, get on the set and were like, <laughs> hey, I, let's I, kinda, do this today. I, I thought the, the script kind of felt like a first draft. Uh I mean, I know that's kind of a standard like film Twitter thing to say, oh, it's first draft. But it, it did, like you said, nothing really pays off. It's all like these kind of little plots that don't really go anywhere. Yeah, they just kind of peter out and then you're on to the next um, plot. At one point, I said to myself, this film should be called The Hipsters, not The Monsters. It was just driving me bats. It's just... Oh, speaking of bats, I'm not going to get into bats. Why are we seeing rats every two seconds running across the grounds of Transylvania? These CGI rats everywhere. Who cares? Um, it's just odd. Uh, a couple of things I really wanted to point out was the colors in this film were way, 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 way too bright. It was too stark. I, I didn't mind it. I, I, I remember no. watching the trailer and thinking, oh, this movie kind of looks cheap. But uh, and it and it does kind of have that have that uh, shot in Eastern Europe feel. No, yeah. but, I actually. Uh, but I, I liked the the colors. I liked the way it looked. I mean, Too I harsh. Rob Zombie wanted. I know Rob Zombie wanted to do it in black and white, but uh, I I I did I did not. I had a very good time looking at this movie. I actually felt it looked out of all of his movies. This one looked most like his music videos. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I was going back because I was I was talking about uh, you know German expressionism in my film class. And I was going back and watching some of his videos and kind of looking at and yeah, I was going, this, this feels more like that where he's kind of throwing, you know, you know how Rob Zombie is with his music. Uh, what's the title of this song, Rob? Um, teenage Werewolf Disco Vampire Neon Glow. Whores of 2000. What's this one called, Rob? Uh, this one's called uh, Sick Bubblegum. Uh, invaders from Mars on the Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one's good. 
And yeah. so you have a lot of that kind of just blasted neon, like monster kid crap all over the place. Like Rob, Rob in many ways, he's kind of like patient zero for the Gen X kid ult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would you say that's accurate, John? Yeah. I mean, he's throwing his video shelf at you basically. Yeah. Yeah. Title. Like, you know, like in the, in the making of, you know, I, one of my favorite parts of the making of was watching what Rob was wearing on set every day. Cause it's like, okay, today he's got the jean jacket and there's Jonathan Frid's face <laughs> on the back. And, uh, Oh, here's some like patches of this, that, and the other thing. Oh, today he's got like a giant picture of Herman, of Fred Gwynn going on, on his back. Yeah. Like, he has all these outfits that are just like he took a cannon of crap he likes and just blasts it onto denim. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But with the colors, what I was getting at was I watched a bit of it again this morning. Drain the color right down the black and white doesn't play. Does not play well like Monster Go Home did. Mm. Uh, drain the color down to a third of what it usually is. Plays beautifully. It's got that dense, sort of muted colors that the other films had. When I pushed it back up to its normal standard, I thought, shit, this is too much. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I say if you want to watch this film, watch it as normal, but I will be watching in the future. If I do watch it again, trim down to a third color-wise. It's just too stark for my liking. Hunter will lend you his Blu-ray. Right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going nowhere that's staying on that <laughs> shelf <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at I, I looked at buying that off Amazon like, when I posted that that DVD menu so many people are like wait that's a DVD that's a Blu-ray menu What what's going on <laughs> so question is how many arrows did you trade in for that one none no, I didn't trade Liar. For this Lies. <laughs> How many Criterion's in? Yeah, yeah, I got rid of... Uh... The shelf's looking a bit bare than usual. I'm, uh, I'm, Would it be I'm funny scared. if he came on today and the the whole shelf was bare and it was just the monster? <laughs> yeah. Blu-ray right there. It's just the monsters. Yeah. yeah. It's anyway. Like, it's on like a little display thing, like mm-hmm. held up. Like, before we, hey, before Hunter, we forget... Does, does that start your straight-to-streaming crap shelf? <laughs> STS shelf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got uh we've got uh Andrew Dominic's blonde up there. Oh my god, my boy was watching it last night. Right right oh. next to right next to JFK, you know? <laughs> so my Kennedy shelf, my Anyway, but, uh, have you have you guys seen all the like stuff on the internet like people are so offended they're so incensed over blonde who cares it's really funny just made by a dimwit here in melbourne or from melbourne i should say oh um, yeah yeah that's right he did chopper yeah he's from melbourne this guy yeah <laughs> actually was at my dad's house when he used to live here in melbourne and he had a bunch of people over and one of the girls there was the ex-girlfriend of andrew dominic and she goes he was just a paranoid pothead he was always looking over his shoulder and you know uh well, that's Check why him. he made Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Jesse James is paranoid. Never paranoid seen pothead. You know, you're going to shoot like me that in the back while I'm thinking. It's a good yeah, movie. It's a great I, movie. I've had it on HD DVD for about 15 years. I've never seen it still. 
It's really good. It's a good film. It's a really, right. it's a great western. I will say, I'm a, I'm a fan of Andrew Dominic's movies. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, them softly was pretty good too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Anyway, Garrow. I've got a problem with Garrow. Wait. Oh, okay. You. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was away on vacation, as I said, and I'm in the gym at the at the resort that I'm at, on the treadmill. I got my phone there, just on the on the cradle there in front of me, and a notification pops up. And it's the end credits of the monsters. And motherfucker, <laughs> I nearly fell off that I had to literally stop it. Because I was laughing that hard. Tell them what it was. <laughs> it was listed uh, all the vegan caterers on the movie. Yes! Yes! <laughs> all that in the credits. I thought yep. I, I nearly messaged Garrow saying, "Did you rework this in Photoshop or something?" <laughs> no. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I saw that on the credits. I was like, "Vegan catering." Oh, uh, can, why can't we just have caterers? What does it matter if they like he's forcing caterers? everyone else? Because I didn't see a listing for any other caterers, so they're no. forcing everyone who works in the movie to eat vegan. I mean, that that's horrible, horrible. Oh, and you know all those ba- you know all those people. based Hungarians are pissed. Yeah, you know, yeah, they just want a steak or a burger, <laughs> or beef or goulash. I wonder if Sylvester yeah. McCoy was tired at the end of the show. They probably yeah, because yeah. he wasn't no wasn't allowed any meats. Yeah, as I said, meat boys. Man, I, as I said, you guys, I did that for nearly two years. That thingly fucking killed me. Never again. Never again. Don't do it. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Any other pros we've got for this one? Uh, what did you What did you guys think of uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips? Uh, I thought he was fine. Um, he's no Fred Gwynn, obviously, uh, but. One thing I liked about him, more so I liked about Dan Roebuck, is that they do just a little bit of the original character, but they don't try to do just an impression. And uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips, I thought he had the look. Um, I thought he did well with the the makeup. Uh, I thought he was I thought he was pretty good. I didn't think he's no Fred Gwynn. Obviously, it was too soy. It was too soy. Too soy. It was. Um, you look at Herman Munster in the TV show with Fred Gwynn. He's a leader. He is the patriarchy of his family. He is the leader of that yeah. family. This guy's got no leadership qualities at all. He's useless. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole Herman Munster character is heavily rewritten in this movie. Uh, yeah. I you mean, know, he's he, not the same Herman that we get yeah. in the in the show. I the mean, one who seems. The one who's the closest to, to to any of them is Roebuck in the last half hour. That he's pretty much like dead on, like grandpa. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah. He's, really he's impressed with him. Since Al, yep. like, Although I haven't I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. Um, Here come the monsters, whatever that first Fox movie was, but um, but here I I thought Roebuck was great in the last half hour. How, how like, was some lines you could close your eyes and think it was Al Lewis. That's mm-hmm. how. Yep. And he wasn't yep. doing an impression. He was just no getting that style just, down. Just, there was something. He got his manner of speaking, like his his sort of speech pattern. His cadence. Down. Yeah, he, he wasn't cadence going, down. all right, fellas. Yeah. Here's what I think. Like, he wasn't doing straight Al Lewis. That was the one in um, Munster's Scary Little Christmas was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, 
the guy who one of the guys who was sniffing around for uh mockingbird lane was telling me he enjoyed here come the monsters thought it was pretty good i actually watched half of it i actually watched half of it before because then i got sidetracked by her hurricane stuff and i thought it was okay it had um christina taylor before she got ruined by ben stiller Mm -hmm. um as marilyn um and i'll tell you edward herman a really good Herman Munster. I agree. That's, he was that's really good. Fantastic. Yeah, that's really, good really good. Yeah, yeah. But I only got to see half the movie. The uh, Thanks, yeah, but he come the monsters is actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's a dumb plot with the whole um uh, you know, the monsters go from Transylvania to America to help out with the the um uh, Mister High character. Now, what was he? Jekyll, wasn't it? Now the Jekyll was a politician, yeah. I only yeah, got like third, like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Jekyll was a politician. Yeah. Hyde was the one who I went to see, the family member. But um, that one was a lot of fun. It's not going to win Oscars or nothing, but it was still fun. Monsters, scary little Christmas is the worst of the lot. It's worse than this one. It is worse so than freaking- Bird Lane. That I, I don't count that, Gara. It just that <laughs> seriously, simply that thing's been eviscerated from my memory. It, it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. To me, the monsters is Lily Herman as their look, not not name only. So, but um, you know, this one wasn't that bad. It was it, it was a hot mess though. It was just all over the shop, and I I really believe it needed fifteen minutes cut out of it. It was about fifteen too long. The whole I got you, babe, sequence just made me want to slash my fucking screen with a fucking knife. It was that bad. <laughs> it was. I thought, what are you doing? This 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 shit here is deleted scene stuff. Or it's stuff to pop in the trailer, but you're not going to put it in the movie. It, was yeah. it uh, Rob Zombie was going, oh, you know, Sherry and Daniel sang that song. And he goes, and I, I had no idea my wife could sing. And Amy was in the other room and she goes, you had no idea your wife could sing." <laughs> she was like, she was like incensed by this, <laughs> like being a singer. She was like, yeah. disgust- she was like, how do you not know that? <laughs> Getting back to what Garrow said, I think a week or two back, you said about Sherry Moon Zombie being the oldest Lily. She's not actually the woman in Here Come the Monsters. I have forgotten her name. Was it Anne Magnuson? No, she's in Monster Scary Little Christmas. It's the woman who was... Okay. Um, oh, Veronica Hamill. Veronica Hamill, yeah. She used to be in uh, yeah. Hill Street Blues. Yeah, yeah. She was 52 when she did Here Come the Monsters, the same age as Sherry Moon, who was 52. Mm-hmm. She just looked better than Sherry Moon Zombie. That's <laughs> Yeah. I've seen oh. clips. She looked She looked pretty good at the role, or, or she looked like she had it down. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know... They say 150 is the new 100. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of people who have not aged, holy hell, Cassandra Peterson looks like shit. Yeah. You know, and I didn't, I didn't hate her in this movie, but I'm not a fan of her no. at all. She's one of Me those either. horror. Com- she's one of those, er, like patient zero of a horror community <laughs> creation that. Um, you know, just just offers nothing. She's just kind of a ripoff of of past stuff, and uh, she's adored by. She's like she's one of these people that there's this performative 
um, adoration of, kind of like uh, Betty White or um, or Dolly Parton, you know? Yeah. She's literally Fenella Fielding from Carry On Screaming with Tits. That is it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's, she just has this following that's that's just very, like, oh, I just love it. Not anymore. Not anymore. And, and uh, you know, so... You know, I saw she was in this movie, and I was like, uh, I didn't hate her in the film, and she's buried under makeup for the whole the whole time. But, um, but yeah, that's you know, I just she's not a person that I have any good feelings towards. When I saw her on screen, I said, "Oh, Pat Priest. Oh, cool. Oh, it's not her. It's Cassandra Peterson. Shit, boy, <laughs> she doesn't look good." Well, isn't she like eighty now? No, seventy. 72 or 73 she's something like that i was at i was at a convention in massachusetts like three years ago and she was like one of the main guests there and like she lathers on that makeup because she was as elvira for one day i think she lathers on that makeup to the point where it's like you know probably like that deep like a one like a one inch <laughs> thing just of makeup. Wore a mask right wearing right, elvira exactly. mask but yeah, she, yeah. Uh, so, and everyone was like, her table was always crowded and stuff. <laughs> I saw her at uh, Texas Frightmare. That was the year that uh, I saw Udo Kier. <laughs> that was the highlight for me. Yeah. Was Udo Kier. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I saw like the twins from The Shining and Tom Savini and Brad Dorif and um, Tara Reid. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, yeah. She had that. Oh, uh, what's Kim Coates was there? Oh my <laughs> lord! Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was stacked. Was but, Mark uh, Patton from Elm Street Two there? The oh, Scream Queen? Been. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Cassandra Peterson was there, and the line was through the place to see her she had the longest line i don't get it i don't i, get I that. don't either like i said it's this performative adoration you know i just i i've never understood the appeal beyond like you know the cleavage you know it's just just never made sense to me and i, I walked by her table and uh you know like you said Daryl, she had the makeup and she had you know the, the titties out. Pushed <laughs> up and out but um but yeah, it just yeah, she's she's one of those she's in this movie and you know, I could take her or leave her in it. Yeah. But uh what what did everybody think about the uh Tin Can Man oh, marrying Patrick? the Butch Herman? <laughs> what was the point? Butch Patrick just said, Go to hell, I'm not gonna be a Tin Can. Can't you shove me in the well, film? It, it it might have been a COVID thing, having him just do the voice of that. Yeah, probably couldn't even get him into Bulgaria. So it was like, hey, you want to do the voice in post-production? Yeah, no, because, I mean, just what Rob was talking about, it sounded like it was a huge pain, and maybe flying him out there and having him show up might have been a little too expensive for a cameo. So, you know, having him do the Tin Can Man, you could have him record it remotely. Um, it just seems to make – it seem, that seems – uh, that could be the case. I'm just Alter his voice in Sony Vegas in five yes. minutes. <laughs> in Vegas. Oh my gosh. Hell no. <laughs> this, this movie's in dire straits if we're editing it in Vegas. And shot on an iPhone. Oh man. It's just... 
You know, I think they shot it on the Ari Alexa, I think. I think that was what they shot it on. They shot it on a PXL 2000. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, one thing this film had a lot of was the uh, upward, was it they called a Dutch angle? Where they just came up? Yeah. Yeah. How many did we get in this movie? Holy shit. Heaps. Heaps. Heaps of them. Well, I, I like to think of this as like the ultimate hot topic family film. You know? Yeah. What what what's 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 better, this or Tim Burton's Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows. Oh, this no, no. If you if <laughs> the hot topic people, this is their movie, not yeah. Dark Shadows. It's, no, it's I mean it, what's a better movie, this or Dark Shadows? Ooh. I I enjoy Dark Shadows more. I'm actually uh, gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Dark Shadows just because of Eva Green. Because she was really good in that. She's I, saved. I enjoyed the Dark Shadows movie. Oh, didn't really uh, save it. About the, I enjoyed it about the same as this. I, I mean, it was like fine. You know? I, I thought Dark Shadows was terrible. So I would actually even rank this above Dark Shadows. I thought it was really bad. I started actually watching Dark Shadows this summer. I'd never seen it, the TV show in my life. And uh, I don't even know why they made the Tim Burton version or even gave it to him because the appeal of the old TV show is it's all played straight. There's no jokes. There's no humor. It's just no, straight yeah. gothic romance, horror, suspense. It's a it's and a soap opera. Movie is like a, a... Who is this made for? I don't. It's like <laughs> only fans are going to go see this, and they want something close to what they enjoyed in the 1960s. So I, I don't know. It didn't make that that Tim Burton movie makes no sense to me at all. And and the I will say like I the Rob Zombie like movie. The Rob Zombie there's kind of a like you you said john with with tim burton's dark shadows it's kind of making fun of itself it's a little yeah. bit hipsterish i don't think this is doing that this is this right. is this seems this is just kind of doing it straight uh is it as good as the original show no but it's doing uh just a straight monsters thing it's not it's not like going we kind of know this sucks yeah because that's what tim burton's film is doing is kind of going we you know dark shadows to cheap crappy soap opera it's condescending it's condescending to the material and i don't i don't think rob zombies monsters is cynical or condescending at all i think it's just yeah and that was something i found really refreshing about it that i liked about it was that it was just it's just the it's just here's the monsters and there's a plot it's not perfect it's not as good as the original show but it's just doing it as is it has some of the stuff some of the stuff Rob Zombie likes in there, but it's not, um, it's not kind of, it doesn't look down on the material. The know? ending yeah. should have been what I said it was, what I thought it was going to be, winding up with Lily with a baby bump for Eddie for the next film. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. They're probably not. With him. He would never do that. I said that. I said, don't, ex- no, because they don't want kids. They don't want the monsters to have kids. It just literally, if it involves kids, it's not rob, happening rob is rob is the og gen x kiddo you know yep. and, yeah uh, like as far as that that is one thing about this monsters is that the monsters are kiddos in this basically okay two questions do parents. we do we get a second monsters film and if we do get a second monsters film will there be meryl and eddie in there can i can i just can i give you a stat here okay the monsters came out what two days ago 
So yesterday I go on to Netflix because that's going to be a good barometer of how it's doing. I go on there. Let me ask you this. Was it in the top 10 of uh, yesterday on Netflix? It's not over here on Netflix. Okay. What do you, but what do you think? Do you think it was in the top 10 on Netflix yesterday? Yes. John? Uh, I think I saw it at number six when I uh, yeah. watched, uh, watched. I feel like Netflix. I saw a top 10 banner on it. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't in, it wasn't in the all top 10. It was in the movie top 10 at number six. Right. And yeah. these are the movies that it was beaten by. It was beaten by a movie called Do Revenge. Never heard of it. Beaten by Father Stew, which is a win for Hunter. Good movie. Uh, uh, beaten by one of the crappiest movies ever made, Elysium. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. No. Beaten, beaten by Tyler Perry's Jazzman Blues. <laughs> Well, that's that's all that's all low fidelity watching it over and over again. <laughs> and and finally beaten by a movie I've never heard of before called Lou. Don't know what it is. What's it called? Lou, L O U. Oh, I thought you Lou. said Lube. I was gonna say it must be a new Brian no. Singer movie. No, yeah. <laughs> and not about Lou Reed. Hmm. Nope. Yep, not about or, Lou or, Reed. Or, so. or another one. Um but then I went and checked the top 10 today, and here's something that might be a little hopeful. Munsters was number five in movies today, so it went up a spot. It'll need that seven days to you know, crank itself up to at least one or two. Well, I mean, here's the thing. like Some of these things come out the next day they're number one. Like something oh. like Cobra Kai, that comes out the next day it's number one you know, okay. all together. And and I thought like something with the name value of monsters and something with, you know, uh, with, you know, like Rob Zombie has a big following. You think that would have at least hit the top 10 of everything on there, but didn't. I, I was on uh, Facebook one of those rare times I'm on it the other day. And I just went to Rob Zombie's page and just typed in the monsters and just all the posts about it. And it's ones by, Rob Zombie and other people just posted about it. The only person giving the film praise was Rob Zombie. <laughs> Even in the comments, everyone was just trashing the crap out of it. Posts that other people have made were vicious. Didn't get 20 minutes in, had to switch his shit off. The best one was, where the fuck did Rob Zombie get the outfits from Etsy? <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah just it was pretty vicious so well uh, i think he should be made to just do monsters movies for the rest of his life i i really think his next one will be another monsters film i think so i mean you know it's yeah a lot of people are trashing it but a lot of people are watching it and talking about it and i think that but the the thing is now hunter we're now established in america in the film we've got the house we're established. Herman's got the job at um, Gateman. Doesn't Goodman have the Graves. job. Remember, remember, they're rich at the end of the... Uh, I know. That's that's what throws a spanner in the works. What are they going to do with the money? The Munsters are always a working class family. Herman was out you know, earning for the family. Then they Rob, have the Zombie, house 
Rob Zombie doesn't identify with the working class. No, he doesn't yeah. identify with family. He doesn't adults, identify with do all not. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is going to remake the monsters his own, and it's going to be pretty much the monsters as rich people. And I don't know how that works. I don't know how that's funny. The only thing I can think of that may happen is the check that Lester gives him at the end bounces, and it was a fake all along. That would be no, funny. That that would be the way to start it off, and then so they're yeah. all. You know, oh, we've all got all this money. We're rich. And then, Herman's moving coffins and for the funeral home and everything. Yeah, so that would be the best way to start it off. If he starts off them actually with the money, he's just fucked it right from the start. Because where do you go from there? Story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you go and you have an entertaining movie from that. But um, if he does another monsters film, he. He needs to put Marilyn and Eddie in there. As much as Gary, yeah, you say oh, he yeah, won't do it. Universal, whoever the company that has this, should be saying, you can do it. Here's five million. Here's seven or eight million. Fuck off. Marilyn and Eddie must be in it. That's not up for negotiation. Yeah, and think, throughout the film, that's... not the end. Yeah, he better do it. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I and don't he goes, and fucking Rob Zombie goes, oh, it's a prequel. Everybody wanted it. Nobody wanted a prequel, man. Nobody wanted it. You wanted it. Nobody else. Why is he going? Why is he speaking for everybody else? And we wanted a prequel. When has anybody here ever said or seen even in an article or an opinion piece this should be a monsters prequel ever? Well, and I would I would say that my you know again my pitch for a monsters movie in twenty twenty two would be um, monsters in Chicago. Monsters <laughs> like contrasting with just the absolute dumpster fire that is the modern world you know i think that would be a funny take on it um mm. but you know rob wants he wants to put other stuff in it you know he wants to do i got the rob perfect rob. monsters movie i got the perfect monsters movie this is it this is it this is a movie that's a huge hit this is the one where you actually get real actors playing you know the roles instead of rob zombie's friends the monsters are are you know they they're from another country they come in to texas okay they get flown to florida then flown to martha's vineyard and it's <laughs> monsters in martha's vineyard <laughs> what do you think i think it's the perfect monsters movie pretty good it's pretty good yeah mm -hmm. i would green light that film yeah yep i think i think it's the perfect monsters movie right there mm -hmm. quite perfect and the werewolf uh, gives them the check, and they buy a house in Martha's Vineyard. You know, at the last right time. next to Obama, right next <laughs> yeah, to Obama. Yeah, stuck with a former presidential candidate, not named. You know, yeah. all sorts uh, of comic it, potential there. Yep. Yeah. Best best monsters movie you could make right now. Uh -huh. But Rob Zombie needs to get another writer on board. Not going to happen. I understand that. No. Because he is he's yeah. now in the, in the driver's seat with landed in America, got the house. Um, it just introduced Eddie and Marilyn. Just introduce him. That's it, and then just move on. He can do. He could go anywhere he wants with this thing. But I don't know. I don't know. He needs to hire joke writers to punch up no, his scripts with he, jokes. Yeah, like Jackie honestly, Martin. That's what. <laughs> That's that's what this joke movie man. needs is because yep. Rob Zombie is not funny, and um, 
you know, there's a there's some laughs in this film, but it's not, you know, Rob Zombie needs to. I know, I know that he wants to be the auteur who writes and directs his own film, but he needs to get Gagman in there coming up with funny stuff. Like that's just that would serve the material better. It would, you know, I but I don't think his ego will allow it. But I think it would make a monster sequel much better to have uh, comedy writers uh, getting together and working out gags, getting on the set, working out gags like, you know, uh, even recreate even you don't even have to dig that deep. You could even recreate jokes from the show and it would be good. You know, people would enjoy you know, Herman joining a baseball team or something like that, you know? I have to disagree with you. I actually think Rob Zombie is very funny. And I've seen interviews with a guy. He's very funny. However, it doesn't translate to a page well, because he takes these I, jokes too serious. Mean. Okay, That's what I mean. You can be funny in interviews, but that doesn't mean you know how to write a joke on a page. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some comedians who are hilarious when they're improving. But if you're like, okay, write me a funny story. I have to sit out and think about it and plan it out and write it out. That's a whole different game, you know. Because Zombie knows Monster's law. He, I mean, he's not stupid. He knows the monsters. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's and it's all over this movie. You know, there's all kinds of little stuff from the show. Um, You've got the uh, the Gill Man from the creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon, who is Uncle actually Gil in. Albert. Yeah, who one was actually my, in an of episode students, of The Monsters. I, I told one of my students I watched The Monsters movie, and he goes, how much is Uncle Gilman in it? Is he in mm. it a lot? Like, he was very <laughs> interested in in how much screen time Uncle Gilman gets. Like, he was he was very, like, uh, that was that was his big his big hope for the film, was that Uncle Gilman gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. It was really funny. Garrow, I need to ask yeah. you, you saw... The Monsters and Clerks 3 in the same day, right? Yes. Which one was worse? Two, two filmmakers who people will hate watch, no matter I what. Think we sh- I think we need to do an episode on Clerks 3. We have been I requested re- to do Clerks 3. Nez said, please, can you guys do an episode on Clerks 3? I, I said, Clerks I'll ask. Because I'll, I'll, I'll hate ask. watch. I, I, Kevin Smith is on that list of filmmakers. Yeah, I I, I'm and not like- going to answer... I'm not going to answer that question because I want to okay. leave a little bit of suspense. Okay. Um, okay. Although if you follow me on Facebook, you'll already know. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I really think we need to do Clerks Three. It is all right. It, there's a lot to mine from that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like uh, I saw someone on Twitter say Rob Zombie, Kevin Smith, and and someone else are filmmakers. People will people actively hate and will watch everything they put out Judd Apatow. Full well they will hate it <laughs> no not Judd Apatow. No, I, not I, Judd Apatow I will not watch Judd Apatow films I haven't seen um, I haven't seen a Judd Apatow movie since I stupidly went to go see that Amy Schumer movie he directed which is probably oh, one of the worst comedies I've ever I seen I haven't seen I, I remember um I remember the one that where I was like I'm never watching another thing this guy does is this is 40 I mean I and, just and then he and then he has that new movie that he produced coming out comes out friday yeah <laughs> yeah i'm saying bros ads everywhere they act like yeah. everybody i've managed to avoid them i haven't Not seen a trailer i haven't seen anything if it if it bombs it's going to be the greatest like victory for maybe taking back 
you know, pop culture, <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it. If it, if it makes less than $10 million, I think we need to like start going out in, and parading on Monday, like just being like, we win mother effers, you know, <laughs> we're taking it. We're taking the pop culture back. Has the monsters made its money back? You think already? Oh, I think, yeah, I think Netflix probably what they paid for it is, is, is whatever cost is what they paid for it. Okay. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's broken even at the very least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it all depends on how well it does on Netflix. If it gets watched a lot, then I think Netflix will be like, hey, we'll give you more money for a sequel. And then they'll, you know, there'll be another Monsters sequel. And I already figured out what Monsters Month uh, when the sequel comes out can be. There, this is, listen to this, listen, listen to this. First week, two episodes of regular Monsters, two episodes of Monsters Today, and there was a Monsters animated special. I've seen it, yeah. Yep, that, that hasn't come out. We can do that. Week two, here come the monsters. Week three, monsters scary little Christmas. <sighs> Week four, Rob Zombie's monsters too. <laughs> oh boy! Then if he does a third one, we're fucked. We, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're just oh, gonna go back and episode coverage of retrospectives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh... What did All you right. guys think of of uh, Rob Zombie ripping off uh, Young Frankenstein for Herman's creation? Oh yeah, that was definitely that was definitely didn't bother me. Yeah, didn't bother you. He'll, he'll claim it was son of Frankenstein because that's what Young Frankenstein was spoofing. So he uh-huh. he had free license to lift from it because he, he was making it for Universal. He did name yeah. drop that some gags were lifted from young frankenstein there was something an actor did and he goes oh that was a little nod to young frankenstein you know mm-hmm. so he wasn't he wasn't shy about young frankenstein on the and he had a basil rathbone reference um and one one scene on a headstone or i forget but there was a reference of basil rathbone who starred in son of frankenstein yeah, yeah. one thing that bothered me a lot was jeff daniel phillips laugh as herman <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Didn't bother me. The one thing I didn't like he did was whenever he talked. Sometimes he'd go like up really high while saying something like, "Hey, you know, just what you doing this?" You know, and, it was, mm. and I thought I I didn't like that. Too I much thought, soy. I admit, yeah, yeah, too much soy. Definitely. Soyman monster. You know? Yeah. But I mean, what do you expect? All they have to eat is vegan shit on the set. Right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this is, this it is was uh, Soyman monster. This is an environmental problem on the set. It, it affected his performance, all the tofu. Yep. Yeah. All the soy. Mm-hmm. Not good. It's yeah. Not good. And we can go Rice into that further on the we tofu. Go further on that on the Clerks Three episode. It looks like the estrogen didn't help uh, Sherry Moon much because, uh, no. boy, she was the ironing board of all ironing boards in this one. Not a shapely lily. Very olive oilish. <laughs> yeah, and. Another thing that bothered me as well that she did a lot was Hermie Baby. You have to understand this. That was only ever uttered by Yvonne DiCarlo when Herman was in trouble, when he was going to do something that was going to endanger him, and she was in fear for Herman. She was saying it all over the place, this film. Hermie Baby. Hermie Baby. It was just annoying. I don't know if it's a head cold I've got that was pissing me off as well. It bothered me. Mm, It bothered me. (laughs) Um... 
All right. I did. I, you know, I, I did think that one thing I appreciated about this though is if this movie, I, I am surprised that they did a monsters movie and didn't do it as a cartoon. You spoke of that animated special. It feels like everything that's like this has to be a cartoon, like Hotel Transylvania, The Addams Family. Uh, well, with the exception of Wednesday. Um, uh, I think it's cheaper to give Rob Zombie $5 million to go make this with his friends and gauge how much interest there is in this IP yeah. than it is just to go out and spend $100 million to make an animated film. Right. I, I just it just seems like this type of monster kid entertainment is mostly animated today. Um, mm. And it was kind of cool to see a live action type thing. It was just too much time in Transylvania. Way too much. They should have been in America within the first half. Well, they did the take film. a little stop off in France. So that whole like sequence. Uh, I, I didn't care much for it at all. I thought it could oh, have been excised. They're throwing, they, they get scared and chuck baguettes in the air. <laughs> mm. Oh, and then well, we they, find out how they, they got spot. spot. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They find spot. I did like that spot was a puppet and not a CGI. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. For this yeah, one. Yeah. The CGI in this was pretty, uh, just kind of decorative. Not very, like, there was, was stuff in the sets. It was the rat. But, it, but rats, yeah. It, yeah. A, a lot of it was there was a lot of like nice practical stuff yeah because i don't think they could afford it i didn't think they have the budget you know yeah i didn't like lily's and we all know- outfit oh, was i didn't like lily well yeah we've established that but yeah <laughs> just not good lily was not i mean it, we definitely if there's a sequel, hopefully we'll get another. Not yeah, I was gonna say you are reaching there for a recast. Yeah. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. He'll be like, nah. It's, it's not Rob, happening. The wife is getting work, you know. Yeah, he wants two paychecks for his household. Yeah, you know, like uh, they uh, when they did Halloween too. It's like, oh, she's gonna be running around with a white horse, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So we can get her in there. Even and we're going to have died. Michael Myers look like a WWE wrestler. It was just ridiculous, that movie was. I, I liked his Halloween, too. That's the only other Rob Zombie movie. Well, I you know, I like I remember liking things about House of a Thousand Corpses. I haven't seen it since college. but um, It's but fun. I, I, I like it. I thought his Halloween, too, was it had a kind of an original take, I thought, which was kind of, it was kind of a critique of true crime a little bit. Um. With uh, uh, Loomis being kind of a Bugliosi character, making tons of money off of this this horrible thing that happened, and all these people are suffering because of it, and I, I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. I remember going, "That's kind of a we're kind of asking about the the morality of kind of this genre in a in a way that's a, you know a little bit mature for Rob Zombie." Um, but uh, for a, a kidult, but uh, it was, it, I thought his Halloween two was, was interesting. It's the only other movie of his that I have any time for. And it's the one that's most forgotten. Yeah, it films. really is. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people have forgotten. He did that film. Yeah. It's, it, it was not, um, 
you know it it uh, when it, it like the his halloween remake i think it did pretty well oh it was huge i think it i think yeah. it did like from like 50 million it's opening weekend or, or yeah, maybe even it was more a, it was a it was huge hit. and then the sequel yeah. came out i think it did like single digits it's opening weekend yeah it mm-hmm. was nothing it yeah. was um it didn't do anything but i thought it was a much better movie than his halloween remake well hot topic was transitioning from like goth and horror punk rock type metal stuff to uh marvel universe worship because apparently yeah. if you go into hot topic now you just get marvel crap that's about yeah. it and you don't you don't whatever you don't see all the corn the corn and system of a down t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't buy screeching weasel vinyl you can't buy ramones t-shirts oh here's here's done. your little afi 45 singles right free <laughs> <laughs> with a purchase of five t-shirts or something yeah yeah you get this afi uh, all hallows evp cd <laughs> oh my limited edition monster magnet vinyl you know yeah <laughs> Speaking oh, of that, man. what did people think of the soundtrack for this film? The songs in there. Eh. 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 It's fine. Yeah. I like the one at the end credits. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was okay. But if you love the cramps so much, why don't you just put the cramps on the soundtrack? Yeah. Cost. That's like a minute. Yeah, too much moolah. Boys and Ivy's like, you want the money? You want the music? You cough up, Rob. It's you know what I was stunned? Rob and, and Zeus to just like do something in the studio you know i was stunned no dragula yeah i i i was waiting for that in the end credits but i thought mm-hmm. we that didn't was, see the dragula that was restraint that was, restraint right that was killing him not he to do could that. have put that in there and gotten paid to do it yep. you know you know and he didn't so i was gonna, saving it for the sequel that. he oh yeah it's in two if yeah. it's part two it's in part two she didn't have to rush Lily to the hospital if she's having Eddie. If he actually goes that far, that's what he should she's do. Gonna be and then Dragula, you hear the song. It's going like, to be like Munster Go Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's, whatever what the hell she's doing to have a werewolf. Screen, yeah. Like lightning bolts and like... <laughs> and a kaleidoscope in the background. Yeah. Oh, uh, What was it? Uh, Rob Zombie goes, he goes, oh, I was watching Pillow Talk on TCM and I decided to have the phone conversations with the lightning bolts <sighs> between them. <laughs> or does the check that Lester give them actually cash and that's how he buys the Dragula? Mm. Yeah, he spends it all on the Dragula. Yeah, spends it, yeah. And Spot gets investment. big and he has to refine the basement for Spot. Yeah. yeah. See, but I don't see him, I don't see him what I think it's going to do is he's going to make in the the way Rob Zombie works. Like I said, he hates the working class. He doesn't want the monsters to be working class. What's going to happen is I think they kind of already set the seeds in this movie is that he's going to end up becoming like a horror show host or something. And it's all going to be about, you know, Herman, you know, being famous and all that. And it's going to be kind of like a take on the episode we reviewed where he ends up becoming the famous singer. And it's going to be kind of like that. Uh, success I just, actually does spoil him yeah and i because i don't see them i don't see them doing a working class sermon i can't see it i don't think I, I rob think, zombie I, has the ability to write it he hasn't have the knowledge is this the yeah. closest we'll get to his groucho marx film there was a groucho marx oh yeah that groucho marx thing <laughs> yeah, i when i was watching i said he finally did it he shoehorned it in there somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. 
honestly, if he was going to make an old Groucho Marx movie, which I think is what he was going to do is old Groucho, mm. the, the perfect casting was Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. And once Gilbert passed, <laughs> I don't even think, I don't think he can do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Gilbert would be perfect. Right. Gilbert would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, well, guys, let's start wrapping let's, it up. Yep. Um, so, Gara, what would you give? Uh, I, I, before I get to that, I did my rankings of my favorite uh, Herman's, Lilies, and Grandpa's. No so I would like to go through. No Marilyn, because you know, you know, why I didn't do Marilyn because I haven't watched enough of the original episodes to right. get a gauge on on that. So I, I left those out, and then no, no, uh, no Eddies. Right. Uh, I'm pulling a Rob Zombie. I'm leaving Eddie <laughs> and Marilyn out of this. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start with Grandpa's. Best Grandpa, Al Lewis, hands down. Second, Daniel Roebuck, got to give it to him, was good, got to give it to him. Uh, second, Howard Morton from, uh, you, mean you third. know, third, third um, Howard Morton from Monsters Today. Mm-hmm. Very last, uh, sorry, Eddie Izzard, you trans motherfucker, you're, you're last. Doesn't count. Don't count. Doesn't count. No. Okay, Lilies, best Lilies. Hands down, Yvonne DiCarlo. Got to give it to her. Second, Lee Merriweather. Yes. From Monsters Today. Yes. yes. Third. I agree. Here's the third. Here's the shocking one. Sherry Moon Zombie. It's number three. Mm-hmm. Number four, the last place, Portia de Rossi. Sorry, Portia. You don't <laughs> oh, win yeah. this one. <laughs> the worst. Now we get to the last one. Fred for Hermans. Number one. Of course, the goat, mm. Fred Gwynn. Not even, you don't even have to think about it. Number two, John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that piece when you, you mentioned yeah. it last from time. Licorice yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Licorice Pizza. Um, honestly, I could definitely see a whole movie with him as, as Herman Munster, and I think it would be great. You know, yeah. I think it's actually really good casting there. Uh, number two, number three, now, if I if I had finished watching, um, Here Come the Monsters, I probably would give uh, Edward uh, Edward Herman, yeah, yeah, number three. But yep. I'm not because I didn't finish it. But he probably would not be number three. But number three here, Jeff Daniel Phillips, he gets the number three. Hmm. Okay, number four. He's better than the guy in Monsters today. Number four, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, you're laying the boots. You want to know why? Life. I didn't want to know why because he wasn't annoying. John yeah. Shuck, last place, yeah, yeah. fucking annoying. I agree. Oh, he's he's he's, he's bad. He's terrible. He's, he's yeah, bad Herman. Yeah, John Shuck, just terrible, awful. I don't know. I haven't seen um, Monster Scary Little Christmas. I haven't watched any of it, so I don't know. He's not good. What, uh, he's not good. Yeah, I don't know who. He's not good. Okay, no. so it's maybe, um. The dude from the uh, Tracy Sam McMurray, his name is. He's yeah. mm, he's not John Shuck bad, but he ain't great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those those are my rankings of uh, of Herman's, Lilies, and Grandpas, uh, and that is canon now. So right. those yes. are actually the <laughs> list everyone's going by now. Um, so now my rating for the movie, I give it three point five. 
And the reason it's that's the highest rating I've ever given a Rob Zombie movie. Um, and most of it is because of how I enjoyed like the last like half hour of it until he fucked it up with that terrible ending. Um, you know, it, <clears throat> it's it was pretty cringy for most of it. Um, that's 3.5 out of 10. Yeah, out of five. Five out of ten. Out of five. No, no, no. Oh, it's out of five? <laughs> I thought we go to ten. No, no, you, you're doing a three point yeah, five. Do, we do. He's he's. I'm, I was, I was making sure. Yeah, yeah, three point five out of ten. And like I said, it, it's not <laughs> as bad as his other films. If you put a gun to my head and say you have to rewatch one Rob Zombie movie now, or I'm gonna fucking kill you, it's gonna be <laughs> Rob. It's gonna be Rob Zombie's Monsters. That's that's the Rob Zombie movie I'm rewatching. Hands um, down. Yep, it's not as bad as his other films. If he if he just makes Monsters movies from now on. It's not going to be as awful doing these as if he goes and makes thirty-one two or Lords of Salem two. Then that would that would be like the worst thing in the world. Then they're, they're not happening. Be, Don't worry, they're not yeah. happening. No. Yeah. So if he just makes monsters like mediocre monster movies from now on, I can handle it. I won't want to kill myself. Yeah. So yeah, three point five. Fun fact about Monsters: Scary Little Christmas and Here Come the Monsters. Executive producer John Landis on both of them. Oh yeah, I saw that during the credits. Dear. No, but no one was killed on the no. making of those movies. No, no yeah, it's, it was a miracle. Only Mary John, Warnoff's you, career. Yeah. What would you give uh, the monsters? Uh three. Three. Highest I've Stu. ever given a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, Stu, what did you think? <laughs> okay. Before I give my rating, I'm going to really quickly just rate the Marilyns. That's it. Because Gara and I are pretty much on, on par with the other three. So, and that's not including Mockingbird Lane. Don't exist. Okay. Uh, least favorite Marilyn is going to be the one from... Uh, Monsters Go Home. Pat Priest. Uh, Monster Pat Go Priest. Home. Sorry, Debbie Watson's. Yeah. Debbie Watson. Yeah. So, Monster Go Home, Debbie Watson. Uh, number two, or yeah, the one next after that, the next worst one will be um, Pat Priest. Don't care much for her. Who's in this one, yeah. Yeah. Who's in the TV show. Uh, the one next after that will be Christine Taylor from Here Come the Monsters. Nice before, as Gary said, she got ruined by Stiller. Next one after that is going to be uh, Beverly Owen from the TV show. Next one after that, in second spot, is going to be Joe McDonald from Munster's Revenge. And the best one, because not the way she acted as Marilyn, but the absolutely stinking fucking hottest Marilyn of the lot, is Elaine Hendricks from Munster's Scary Little Christmas. Holy You're missing one. Fuck. You, Who? You've missed one. Who? Munster's Today, Marilyn. Oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. Hilary Van Dyke. All right. I'll stick her. Oh, no, I will stick her, but I'll put her... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll put her, uh, Hillary Van Dyke, Joe McDonald, Elaine Hendricks at the top. Yeah. Okay. I knew I missed one. Yeah. All right. She didn't age well but- though. And I'm going to rate it five. I actually enjoyed it. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I know I'm breaking, I- uh, kayfabe here by, <laughs> but no. I'm, uh, I'm giving it, a, I'm, I'm giving it a six. I enjoyed it. I legitimately had fun watching it. Um, I would watch it again. 
Uh, so so I, I, I do for sure. I do not regret my purchase. So. I will buy that when the Australian. That's your wallet the... talking. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy that if the if it is released in Australia, and then becomes mm -hmm. part of the two for twenty deal of JB Hi-Fi with the twenty percent off. So it brings um, it in eight bucks. Okay. So yeah, I will never uh, buy it. Oh God. Darrow, we now live in a post monsters world. So I know. I mean, you know, I, it's like, it, it's, it's, I, I can't even look at the world the same way anymore. I, you can't, know? I can't either. This is cinema has been changed forever. Out. Yeah. All right, guys. I can't well, even look at movies the way, same way. I anymore. guess we'll have to talk avatar sequels for the next. No. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to start. We'll, we'll talk about how Twitter is not real life because avatar <laughs> still somehow makes money. Yeah. Oh, guys, yep. guys, I got good news. I got uh, a guest for next week, a much sought after guest. I got Mel Gibson. Oh, did you come on the show next week? Nice. Yeah, he requested he requested we do a movie. All right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but by the look on their faces, I don't want to even <laughs> investigate what the hell it is. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say adios. Yeah, peace out. And now, it's time for... Rue, Britannia, with your foreign correspondent, the Nez. Surprise, nobody ever knows who still think Alec Baldwin won't be charged. New toy Prime Minister Liz Truss, clearly inspired by the pilot episode of Call to Glory, announced a package of max tax cuts designed to steer the economy through recession, only to effectively see the pound collapse on the footsie. Indeed, to the point of recording, sterling has effectively plunged to an all time low to 1.03% against the dollar. Thus, prompting fears that the Bank of England will bring an emergency interest rate hike stem further inflation. Could like to point out that the Chancellor Hughes Black only really got the job on the basis of the Prime Minister's obsession with virtue signaling. Meanwhile, at the Labour Party All-Terminal Conference, Keir Starmer ordered the national anthem on the first day to be played, only for the national anthem to be booed by the left of the party. That said, Labour's response to the economic crisis is to effectively scrap the cuts altogether and mass borrow. This akin to every single Labour government since 1945. With Labour, the magic monetary long died of Dutch elm disease. Sport, and with the World Cup over a month away, the Wokesar GT England squad are plunged into crisis yet again with their longest losing streak since 2014, losing five games without scoring. Defeats against Italy and Germany sent the press pack on a manhunt for manager Gareth Southgate's rainbow flag waving charm. Southgate, he failed at club management before being appointed to the job, since he was basically just so cheap he constituted good value for money, led the Football Association's Wokesar's GT drive for five years, and indeed somewhat hypocritically so. Now that the back pages have finally turned, he's very much seen as fair game, not least being a supporter of LGBT whilst taking his squad to Shuya Qatar for the World Cup. Indeed, his defence and the media questioning 
merely effectively consists of repeated gaslighting. Journalists are still unsure if he'll still basically be sacked before the tournament begins, but my guess is he'll basically blame his sacking on institutional racism. A yawn. Boredom and the continuing ongoing row in the London media concerning daytime TV presenters Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby jumping the queue at the vigil for the Queen's casket took a very nasty turn this week when, having denied he ever jumped the line, it now transpires that they pushed a wheelchair disabled person waiting in line ahead of them. The ultra-bland, utterly anodyne pair consequently not only saw their denials collapse, though also their careers. Suicide may be painless indeed, although career suicide in daytime TV is especially so the case. Personally, I haven't seen people on television that plastic and anodyne since I lost all the Nexus 6 replicants from Blade Runner. Further notes in passing, the new season of Strictly Come Dancing for BBC One got underway last week, with a three feet tall female dwarf contestant paired up with a dance partner five feet nine. Q anti CRGZ anti-BBC mockery on social media. He must have fractured the spine just trying to actually dance down to her level. Which reminds me, I once saw a dwarf shelf stack in my local supermarket back in the autumn of 2018. We had difficulty putting goods on the top shelf of the aisle, which is to say, the third shelf from the bottom. Poor form. Harry Markle is still refusing to tell his publishing company Penguin Viking just when the final draft of his autobiography is to be published, if indeed it ever is published. Having already been paid £37 million for a four-book deal with his husband, the book was originally announced for September, specifically the Christmas market. Now, dates are unknown. The Markles have a tendency to sign multi-million dollar deals before then basically waiting way over a year to deliver the actual products for which they were paid handsomely to begin with. Beats the idea of working for a living. And finally, an update on the soap opera consisting of the guy who left his wife and child for a female Ukrainian refugee who moved in with them. Although the Ukrainian lovebird may have just been diagnosed with terminal blindness, he's already decided to show his love and devotion to her by leaving her to return to his wife and child. That's for Daniel Comrade. Pax. Thank you for listening to the Midnight Movie Cowboys. For more information, go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com. For feedback, comments, or show suggestions, go to midnightmoviecowboys at gmail.com. Like what you hear? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Hear us on Stitcher Radio. Head over to stitcher.com and download the app. Want to help the show out? Head on over to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and hit the PayPal donate. We appreciate all donations of any denomination. Find us on Twitter at MMCowboys. Like us on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com. Type in Midnight Movie Cowboys. Hit the like button over there. Want to friend us personally on Facebook or follow us on Twitter? Go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com.
and find the links from there on the right hand side. Thanks for listening. See you all next week.